0: I'm from a predominantly black family, and I ha- I have yet to run into a relative named Buckwheat. Uh, <laughs> you go to a cookout. How you doing? My name's Ed. What's yours? <laughs> oh, I'm Buckwheat, man. That's me. Yeah, Buckwheat. That's my name. No, Buck Buckwheat. No, I ain't got no last name. Buckwheat. That's it. I'm serious. I'm dead serious, man. You don't believe me? Ain't that right, Stymie? <laughs> Here's my cousin Stymie over here. Right. Don't leave, want you to be my brother. Yo, Farina!
1: <laughs>
0: come over with yeah. Fuck, we're saying Farina. Yeah, Farina, really. Now, most people name it after their father. Who's named after their father's favorite breakfast? That's my little sister over there. Her name is Shredderweed. And then my twin brothers right there, Quisp and Quake, right there. And that's my little nephew over there. He retarded. His name is Special K.
2: All right, everybody. Welcome to Comedy on Vinyl. This week, we are talking about Eddie Murphy's first self-titled album. That is to say, his first album, which is self-titled. With me this week is Mike Warden. Hello. And uh, in, in the studio is Carly. <laughs> hey. Hey, there you go. She, she's not going to talk. But you can talk you permitted. I did not allow her to speak. Oh, you don't allow her? I'm she sorry. speaks when spoken. I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> it's because you're Amish roots. Yeah, Yeah, okay. Um, mm, the, we put them in their place at right. a young age. It keeps them servile. It keeps them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So All right, that's, that's, that's nice. reasonable. So, this album is his first album, 1982. He's 21 at the time, which might explain why his first track is called Faggots. Um, the whole the oh, whole the time in mean, the... 1982 explains that, too. Yeah, it certainly It was does. completely okay, too. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. But, I mean, even, even like, uh, uh, you know, his hero, Richard Pryor, wasn't being quite so... Uh, going out of his way to just be offensive? I no, don't know. I, I mean, think that, the, the, that with him, he had to. Pryor and... I mean, Bruce, the the vulgarity had already been there with so many, so saying fuck wasn't an issue. Yeah, yeah, You know, so now he has to try to one-up them. Yeah. And you saw it even further with Sam Kinison later on. It was the same type of thing. Yeah, we'll have to do a Kinison album sometime. Yeah. I don't really know his material that well, except for the, "Ah, ah," that's all I know. Yeah, and of of course, Kinison's religious background was one of the reasons that he was so anti-gay also, Mm -hmm. but... Which is interesting. Yeah. Because, I mean, in the end, I think he... uh, He's, he was. He never became a board again. But from what I, the, the story of him preacher. dying. Yeah. Was he a preacher? He first? was a preacher. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah. Right. Have you heard of the story of him dying? Yeah. Where like he says, it's all true or some shit. Yeah, and that's. There? And there's only one person who's there to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, the cover of the album is Eddie Murphy with a cute little flower in his in his ear and a little bow tie, trying to be a. I get it. Look at me. I I know what gay people can be like potentially. <laughs> it's it's hard because like I love Eddie Murphy and I love a lot of his stuff. I mean, there's the stuff that he. I mean, he went out of his way later to apologize for the stuff yeah. That was oh the yeah, and all that stuff. So I mean, whatever. I, I'm not gonna hold it against him. He's a 20 year one year old comic trying to make people laugh, and he's in the city, uh-huh. you know, with his audience, and his audience is gonna. I mean, there is you know, uh, you know, there was a stigma. There's always gonna be a stigma against turning. So you know, he's playing with it. There's there's certain times you can be homophobic in some ways and and, and pull it off. Right. Um, The same thing with racial jokes. There's Mm -hmm. racial jokes that that comedians can do and still pull it off and make it work. Yeah. This doesn't hold up to me that first bit. It doesn't hold up. Listening to it, I was like... (laughs) It's not funny, and it's right. just not right. Yeah. I mean, like, if, if, if I had no idea who Daddy Murphy was, and this was the first album I listened to, yeah. and that was the first track, I would have been like, all oh, right, yeah. that was g- good listening and putting away. Mm-hmm. I mean, it only sold because at the time, he was already on SNL. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, Like So, they're like, oh, let's see what, what else he does. And like, oh, he swears, you know, so. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he was, he amazing stand-up. An amazing stand-up. Yeah. One of the greatest, and this album there's you see glints of how good he was going to be in this Mm -hmm. Um, but it's definitely of course not as not as greatest it's weird this is the guy who ended up starring in the Haunted Mansion movie I know you know I just I say this all the time it's hilarious that growing up I was not allowed to listen to these of Mm -hmm. course I did sure but I wasn't allowed to and Mm -hmm. then now these are the these are the movies Eddie Murphy movies are the ones oh Eddie Murphy's in (laughs) it safe to take our kids yeah right right (laughs) Because my favorite movies growing up were, like, Trading Places was probably my favorite. Like, yeah. i fucking love that movie. It's, it's amazing. And there's no... So That's what I remember. There's no anti-gay jokes in that. No. I mean, I love the Beverly Hills Cop movies. Yeah. I think they were were wonderful. wonderful. Those kind of played off of his his strengths and his persona, too. But, like, there's a lot of drama in those. Yeah. I I don't know where that comes from, where his ability to draw. I mean, actually, you know what? That's one of the most interesting things about his comedy to me is not just his ability again he clearly there's so much uh prior in him oh yeah he tells stories the way he does characters but his dad is the most telling thing that he ever does because like he clearly was treated like complete shit by this man like abused by this guy and he's sitting there laughing at it but the way he does it but i mean a he makes him effeminate which is his way of like you know sort of yeah yeah you know and like, his way of gaining control... Wow, the daddy issue's there, isn't it, yeah. right? I oh, thought <laughs> the fact that he makes a impediment, and like you were saying earlier, uh, before, I don't know if you were recording, but the fact that he was caught with a transsexual prostitute mm-hmm. at one point in his life, I mean, mm-hmm. that's... <laughs> <laughs> but I mean... Not that I'm the psychologist, folks. <laughs> <laughs> or a psychiatrist. Because I can't prescribe anything yet. Yeah. Carly can't. Oh, no, you can't prescribe. You can dispense the prescription.
1: <laughs> no prescribing.
2: No prescribing. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, it just the fact that... Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's, there's clearly a lot going on. And I, and I just... I don't know. I, I feel like he's he knew how to work it out in comedy, but maybe didn't realize. Do you think he didn't know what was going on in his own head? Do you think he realized that he was working this shit out? Or was just like, you know, no, this is funny material. Just funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I it's think he was so young. too young to know that, yeah, at the time. I think he was just too young, and, and this is what he was saying in front of his friends. He was doing his impression of Richard Pryor, you know, yeah. and just, yeah. Um, he was... Because, I mean, he does, I mean, he revisits, actually, he revisits a lot of this kind of stuff in his later albums. It was like this was kind of the practice, mm-hmm. you know, practice round for him. It's just that, you know, it might have been weird to also have started as a, as a stand-up and then have to do these characters that he resented yeah. to do, you know, to finally do another comic comedy album and go out on stage again. 82 was, I mean, that was right when the comedy boom in the 80s was was starting to take off like right before it just exploded and he had a lot to do with that Mm -hmm. a lot to do with the filling arenas full of uh, playing the Great Western Forum it, mm. it seats like 20,000 people. Jesus. That's For a comedian to be standing on stage telling jokes to 20,000 people. Yep, at that age. <laughs> yeah. He to be as young as he was. Because, I mean, Raw was only like a year or two after yeah. that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so, or comedian. Wait, which one was. This, uh, this one's Eddie Murphy self titled. Was the next one comedian or was the next one Raw? I think comedian then raw. I can uh, let's let's verify yeah, this with Mr. Internet. But I think it was comedian then raw. Yeah, yeah. Did you listen to Eddie Murphy growing up? I did. Uh, I listened to a lot of raw and and a lot of, uh, uh, hilarious. There's raw and what's the other? Delirious. Mm-hmm. I listened to a lot of Delirious too. That was my favorite. Mm-hmm. And some of the racist jokes that he would tell not racist for him, but racial-motivated jokes that when mm. you, a white person says it, you realize, I shouldn't be saying this. <laughs> yeah. When you're 12 years old, 10 years old, you don't know. No. You don't know. You're just like, this is funny. Yeah, <laughs> And my favorite bit that he used to do is the one where, why are black men's hands white? Mm-hmm. And he puts them up in the position of being frisked against the wall. Mm-hmm. says, This is the position God puts us in when we're spray-painting. <laughs> That's I was like, I would tell that joke. Yeah, right. And coming from a white kid, from where there's no black kids in town. It's like Mm. this is the most racist, most disgusting thing I could have been saying (laughs) at all. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, man, upstate New York. I mean, that was was a problem. We were exposed (laughs) to so many things. But if you, yeah, Delirious and Raw were just amazing, and the fact that they were, they were two of the first. Comedy HBO specials, I mean, there probably yeah. was before there was a young comedian specials that were running for years, but the fact that this was an HBO special, and you could go to the video store and rent the VHS yeah. of this special and watch it, which yeah. we did. And I have brothers that are 10 years older than me, both of them, so that we, they were listening to this and they're yeah. repeating it constantly. So,
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah, my comedy education, vulgar speaking, started at a very young age. Yeah. I was saying things that you never should <laughs> hear a 10-year-old <laughs> or a 9-year-old boy say. but And I don't know. It's just it's funny to me because I, I can't think of another stand-up who started... Well, I mean, a lot of them start that young, but mm-hmm. they don't have a fucking record out. No, they don't start... One. He was he was gifted. He, I mean, even today, even if you don't like The Haunted Mansion and things <laughs> like that, he's the number one comedic actor in history. Sure. His box office are higher than any other comedy actor, you know, his box office numbers, which is amazing. Yeah. But there's, you know, I just wish that he would do, I mean, I think you're seeing a little bit more of him getting a little bit edgier with Tower Heist and things, but I want to see a little more edge from Mm -hmm. him before... I want him to do stand up again. Like, yeah, yeah. He keeps saying, he keeps threatening he's going to do it. He was going to do what? The Academy Awards, but then backed out. But then backed Brad out because of Brett Ratner's issues. Brett, yeah. Which, oddly, ironically, is it ironic? No. Either way, oddly enough, because Brett Ratner made a gay joke, or at least he's slightly. it was, also, <laughs> But yeah, it's pretty funny. And it's interesting that they, he pulled out because of that. Yeah. I know he's trying to help us What? That's Brett like. can't make fun of fakes. I'm not going to be on the TV. <laughs> You know, like, I, I don't think that's quite how he said it. Yeah. That's possibly the most racist interpretation of Eddie Murphy that there could be. I don't know. <laughs> uh, with Eddie Murphy, I know that Saturday Night Live, of course, was how I was introduced to him yeah. before there's out records. So even when I was listening to the comedy records, I had already known his sketches of Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. And I think his SNL best of Eddie Murphy was the first of the best ofs at all that had come out because really? I rented that on video. Mm-hmm. And this was early 90s, and just watch those sketches over and over yeah, and over yeah, again, yeah. which made me, my brother, say, hey, we've been listening to these, we've been watching these, and go back and watch Raw and, yeah. and Delirious and stuff, which I like Raw a little bit more than Delirious. But he yeah, had the whole Michael Jackson thing. He was trying to pull the whole rock star thing yeah. off from yep. the beginning. He right. wanted to be a comedian rock star sure. with the leather jackets yep. and the gloves oh, yeah. and you know, the pyrotechnic display <laughs> know, those comedy know. shows. like. It's, yeah, it's an interesting comparison, because, like, even when George Carlin was doing stadiums and shit before this, or Steve Martin, it was pretty simple, it was them and a mic, you know, Mm -hmm. and then Eddie Murphy, he turned it into a show, Yeah, like, I don't think it had been done, you know, before that, really, and even through, like, you can see Eddie Izzard doing a similar thing, Eddie Izzard dressed up for so long, yeah, sure, he's dressing up like a woman, uh, but... But it's pretty damn similar to some of the stuff that Eddie Murphy was wearing early in his career Like that fucking, that purple and black shit with the the gloves and
0: stuff Anybody have one of those fathers that drink? My, my father used to get drunk on Friday nights and come home and talk shit For like six hours The same shit over and over and over again And swear they're saying some heavy shit to you too First he would mess with my mother, you know he go and mess with my mother for a little while Then my mother go get, like, get the iron And wrap the cord around her hand <laughs> that, Swinging that shit saying I think you better leave me alone, sweetheart He, he drunk, but he ain't crazy He come to my room then, right? He start fucking with me, my father You can feel him in the doorway looking at you too And they'll stand there for like three hours Just staring at you And you turn over and your father's standing there going Get your ass out of the bed. <laughs> hey, hey, don't you know what it is? You know, this in life, this is my
1: house.
0: <laughs> and I know you, uh, you don't get motherfuckers, you don't listen to me. <laughs> you got you a man, God, they say, hey, in my heart, in my head, this is feel feeling. And the mother, don't you notice? Yes. Then all the shit you did bad all year comes out that night, right? But it don't make no sense, cause it's all up. It's and you come in this
1: house,
0: you come here with the motherfucking 60 on your park card, you don't say shit at me, it is 60 on you don't wash your ass, Eddie. You wash, you listen, I gotta tell you, the, I gotta tell you take out the garbage, I gotta tell you to the, clean them up with the motherfucking I cut the grass, I work all day, I'm gonna come home and cut the fucking grass. No, I'm not gonna do this, guy. that you don't listen to me. It's so sweet, the motherfucking floor, you don't do nothing. Why don't you? And why don't
2: you? Uh-huh. Oh my God! Conan did that in his new tour. Oh really? Yes, he dressed up in the in the in the raw outfit. Oh, I, yeah, it's pretty, pretty. I didn't get to see it, but you can see it in the documentary. So this says Eddie Murphy mm-hmm. um, was released in nineteen eighty two. This album and it was ninety seventh on the charts. Mm-hmm. And comedian was a year later mm-hmm. and it reached thirty fifth. Wow! And the charts tenth on the R and B charts. Hmm. Hmm, R&B. Are there, and there music tracks on that, too? There are no? not music tracks. There either. are a couple really bad I, ones on this, like Boogie In Your Butt. Well, I don't know. Uh, uh, how Could It Be was 85, So Happy, 89, Love's Alright in 1993. That was his last... 1993 was his last album? Yeah, but was... Was Love's Alright the music? His, yes, Love's Alright All was time? his... Yep, yep, that was his studio album. Oh, that was God. his... Party all the time, party all the time. You know, I actually kind of want to do a special about that one. I want to get, I want to grab that album, and then I want to get like uh, Dick Smothers, his like all-music album. Oh, yeah? It makes more sense for Dick Smothers to do it. Not so much Eddie Murphy. No, and, and this wasn't two. a comedy album, Not either. either. <laughs> it was a serious, I'm going to be a hip-hop artist. No, I don't get it. I and don't. it's funny, because every one of his... Comedy albums reached higher on the charts than his music albums. He just did. seems like to me like the least likely candidate for somebody who'd want to quote unquote diversify talent wise. Mm-hmm. You don't need to. You're Eddie Murphy. Like do you? Maybe do you think being that old, everybody telling him he's a genius, he's like everybody else that just makes him ten times more insecure. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. That that happens with Prince and he, so many years. He never, you know, he went from being an adolescent to mm-hmm. being a celebrity yeah. overnight. You know, and you see this with all the celebrities, of course. Did he ever have a guy habit? Who know. Eddie Murphy? Eddie Murphy? I don't know. They don't. It's not something that's ever been. No, no. I, I don't know if he did. Or not. Little so, I mean, a maybe. lot of it. It would be odd to me as a comedian. I mean, he hung out with. If Rick he did have I mean, you, you know, he hung out Rick. with Rick James. Yeah. And Charlie Murphy's told those stories on, uh, on uh, what do you call it? On the day on the Chappelle Show. Oh about yeah. About him and Eddie and Rick James hanging out, but. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I would not be surprised. It's the '80s. I mean, it's the '80s. But he he still had his shit together. I mean, the man could put together a good comedy. Oh bit. yeah, a real nice self aware comedy bit. Which so he point. had a he had a greatest hits album come out in '98, really? which is just a greatest hit. And "Boogie in Your Butt" is on the greatest hits <laughs> album. <laughs> it's so bad. I will definitely play it on this. But it is it's so <laughs> stupid. It's so... It's all him again. All it's it's him so do is it is Do Do Christmas Gifts is on the Greatest Hits album. His, his gay voice put this in your butt, and then put this in your butt. That's what the whole fucking song is. It's like, I, to me, like, this is the least offensive gay thing he can do. Cause it's like, it's actually kind of, like, because it's so stupid, it's funny. But I can't tell. I can't get in his head for this one. Like, I don't know where he's coming from. Other than I'm 21, and I want to think about somebody putting stuff in my butt. Like, I know who I was at 21. It's like, yeah, that'd be funny. You know? But it's like, he it reminds me of the kid. I mean... Who was like, I don't know. I, I hate girls. I hate girls. I hate girls. And then playing with Barbies in his room yeah, all the time. Right, you know? right, yeah. Facts are so stupid. <laughs> 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 he's a, he's a Trading prostitute. Seriously, I don't. I don't want Eddie Murphy to come after us. I, I, I know. But you're great. Uh, but yeah. No, there's a lot of like scary. Like oh, there's something else going on here. Like, his, he may be, I mean, you know, he grew up in the city, in the ghetto, uh, like, bad guy He, because he, my mom, I guess he used to, he used to do the fresh air program, uh, which is where kids from the city would just go up. Oh, yeah, And yeah. he would go near where my mom lived, like, when he was a kid. We'd, oh, really? He that a lot, too. So, he was, yeah, he lived in a bad part of the city, clearly. Well, that's, but, that's, a lot of comedians come from, from those bad neighborhoods and stuff, which they use as a defense mechanism. to You sure. make people laugh, and they won't beat you up. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. But, I mean, there's something noble that you can turn, like, your piece-of-shit father into a good piece of comedy, you know? Yeah. A lot of people don't even go that deep. Like, he kind of, he opens up his first album, like, talking about his dad who would hit him, and, like, just, he's like... Challenging him to a fight and then beat the shit out of him. <laughs> I was like, "All right, that was pretty simple." But it's, it's a good story. Yeah. Um, wait, what was the bit about and the doo doo? Forty eight hours was uh, the year. The same year this was released. What? Really? Yeah. Are you joking? Nineteen eighty two. Oh wait, yeah, because he talks about it on. Huh? He's like, "I'm going to be in this movie with Nick Notti. Like, okay, yeah, I can't stop. <laughs> but, Your impression is wonderful, though. <laughs> but like, yeah, God, so fun. Like, I guess that's that's going to end up being the theme of this. But like. I can't imagine at 21, like, to be that famous. And also still to be, like, deservingly funny enough. This is not a great album, but he was still funny as fuck, you know, and a lot of the yeah. stuff that's on Oh, yeah. All right. So, first track on side, too. It's called Drinking Fathers. You can't get more uh, uh, clear than that. He was nominated for multiple Razzie Awards. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, for which ones in particular? For I Norbit. Mean, Norbit. Yeah. And uh, for Adventures of Pluto Nash, he won mm-hmm. the Worst Actor Award. He just, uh, he seems to have diversified, like I said, in the worst way possible. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to try and be a musician. Bad idea, Eddie Murphy. I'm going to do... Like, the kids' movies is the only thing that worked. But, like... Yeah, Shrek. I mean, but Shrek, I mean... Sure. That's... Well, it's mean, yeah. the only good thing he's probably done and I didn't see Tower Heist did you see that? I have not seen it yet I no. want to see it it looks funny like, the idea of him in a movie with Matthew Broderick is funny to me like mm-hmm. two 80's icons Ben Stiller I can take relief because like, he's in a new movie uh, coming out called A Thousand Words with Nicolas Cage what? yeah oh, holy shit yeah written by Steve Korn Eddie Murphy and Nicolas <laughs> Cage in a movie together? I know. holy god that could be pure heaven in two ways. Um. <laughs> Directed by Norbit and Meet Dave director Brian Robbins. Oh, fuck. He's a fast-talking literary agent cursed with a magical Bodhi tree in his backyard by a new age guru, Dr. Sinja, after lying to him and only has a thousand words to speak. His every words he says, says makes a leaf fall from the tree and he will die when the last week. <laughs>
1: oh, oh, that is a- Seriously? <laughs> That's
2: what it's about. <laughs> wow. Eddie crazy. Murphy is doctor as J- Jack McCall. Mm-hmm. Cliff Curtis is Doctor Sinja. Mm-hmm. Who is so Jack McBrier's in it? Who's the lead? He's though? the lead. Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy is the lead. Yeah. Okay. It okay. doesn't say it says here that Nicolas Cage is in it, but it doesn't say who he plays, so gotta be the quirky friend but like out, still no. like in and out like he'll do like he'll do shit 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 and then he did like dream girls wasn't bad he did an okay job i that. love bowfinger you know i've never seen both i love Bowfinger. I, I think he was wonderful Bofinger. in Bowfinger. i was like this is so good it sounds like that was his last really good effort like, yeah and life i didn't mind either life was the oh, actually with, that was okay. uh, yeah yeah and I, I didn't mean, mind that Ron either that wasn't too <laughs> bad so it, it's uh, and yeah he's one guy who like you can't you can't just talk about just the album like his whole career has just been this weird Set and to, in that to be hole. honest, Distinguished Gentleman is one of my favorite political movies. Uh-huh. Where he, do you remember that one? Uh-huh. He runs Heard for office. Nineteen ninety-two. This is okay. right before 90 Professor. A few years before the 90 Professor. It was right. Ninety-six. So he runs for office. Um, Because he's a con man, a small-time con man not doing anything. Well, the guy who had been a senator for 20 years, Mm -hmm. House of Representatives member in Florida, dies. Okay. And he has the same name as this man. Okay. So he just runs as this guy gets the signatures. Mm -hmm. And we don't need to show you pictures of George Jefferson. Mm -hmm. We don't need to show you (laughs) images. You know George Jefferson. And then they vote him in the Senate. It's just a wonderful, yeah, it's a really funny political, yeah. And, of course, at the end, he turns around. Because I I understand I'm gonna serve the people now. And stop being a yeah. con man, but it was all a con job sure. at first. Sure, yeah. Uh, see, but that's that's a good Eddie Murphy. It seems like that's like right about when he started to turn like that. that you can you can hear it like goes from con man to sweet person. Like he goes from real yeah. hard hitting comedian. To it's a good political, political movie because like like Bullworth, it exposed. I mean not exposed because people knew that it was occurring, but it, it really brought to the general public's. Attention! Some of the ways that people get elected, Mm -hmm. and and how flawed Mm -hmm. our election system is completely. It's just about a name. It's it's about a name, and considering the fact that that a lot of people would not be on ballots if their fathers weren't president. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Right. So, fucking John Quincy Adams. I know what a fucking piece of shit tool. Right. Um,
0: My dad was president I get to be president too Don't I It's not fair Isn't that how the monarchy works
2: <laughs> Oh god Does Eddie Murphy have any kids That are trying to get into the business Now that you say that I'm not sure um, Cause like I, don't, I know he's got a lot of kids He's got He has one with Scary Spice I think Yeah He's got a kid with Scary Spice And like a, He fucks around You're right Cause he went right from Distinguished Gentleman To Vampire in Brooklyn Oh Christ dude yeah, yeah. See, we we, have, we found the point. But Nutty Professor, man, before. I it, liked the Nutty Professor. I loved the, the first one. I, I, I did. I thought it was wonderful. I thought it was wonderful. Yep. But it just went downhill from there. Bowfinger was good. Life was good. Um, and then, of course, Shrek was wonderful. I mean, if you look through, no matter how much I rag on Eddie Murphy, I love Eddie Murphy. Sure, His me too. comedy is amazing. Yeah. And when you look at his filmography, the vast majority of it, is really good. Yep. You just look and say his last few performances and decisions to take those roles were not the best. Yeah. However, they made money hand over fist. Of course. So tell him you, those performances sure. weren't the best. Yeah. It's like, screw you. I'm not making the movie for you. I'm making the movie for 10 year old kids to yeah. go see it. Right. So okay. go fuck yourself. Yeah. And that's that, that's <laughs> a reasonable argument to make. <laughs> exactly. But he can't keep threatening to do good stuff again and then not do it. And then That's not, what
0: pisses yeah. me off. Yeah. You say, you say, motherfucker, when a bullet hits you. <laughs> Watch them Ronald Reagan tapes in slow motion when he get shot. <laughs> see, the people go, Ronald Reagan, Ronald Reagan. Say, you see Reagan's face, say, motherfucker. <laughs> you see how fast they push Reagan in the car? He just disappears. As soon as he was shot, he's like, <laughs> push him in the car. Get your ass in the car. And those Secret Service men are crazy, man. They be jumping in front of the bullets and shit. One guy got shot, jumped in front of them. you seen the bullets, he said. <laughs> the black Secret Service man sidestep and said, fuck that shit. Yeah, they shooting guns and shit. Hey man, fuck that man. They shot Ron? was well, shit, man. Fuck it. I just have to get a job at my cousin's cleaners then though. I white dudes jumped down and so. I must save the president.
2: I want him to, if, if he's going to do another Beverly Hills Cop, it's got to be an R, not a PG-13, like they keep saying. That's yeah. Happen. It's tough, yeah. though, because then you flip back, and now he flips back to the to the R-rated movies, mm-hmm. which I think wouldn't be a bad idea. Okay, mm-hmm. He's got the, the younger generation who grew up listening to his comedy. Yep. Now they have kids, yep. and they can take their kids to the Eddie Murphy sure. movies, and they like them. But now those kids are starting to grow up, yep. so he can go back into to the R-rated yep. stuff where those kids are going to be able to go see the film. he's now. still got time to yeah. do it. Because he's yeah. only 50 and he doesn't look like he's 50. I know, he's you know, so he can still do it. He's he, he does not crack, as the saying goes. That, that is what I've
1: heard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I
2: believe we've said that before <laughs> about Eddie Murphy. Yes, it's true. Um, but yeah, so this is the Eddie Murphy is handsome hour. Yes. Uh, he anyway. is a wonderfully handsome man. He is, yeah, and I ain't no peggy. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, he wanted he, he was nominated for an Oscar for Dream Girl. I know, I, I know. Mean, Like I I just, it's true as I sit back and reflect I don't know where my vitriol for some things Eddie Murphy came from because he's he's great, I mean Mm -hmm. getting nominated for an Oscar, which is less than eight years, seven years ago, he was nominated for Mm -hmm. an Oscar, his movies are making millions of dollars, and like I said, hundreds of millions of dollars like I said, I'm not, they're not directed towards me, Mm -hmm. so maybe that's my maybe I'm personally I feel affected, such as I grew up listening to him. I loved this of Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. Now even though he's still successful in doing well, mm-hmm I don't like what he's doing now, so I'm taking it personally. Yeah, like, it's an yeah, attack yeah. on me. Like, he's going to make kids' movies right. to go, fuck you, Mike. Exactly. Like, I know. And that's how I felt ever since, like, after the fucking Daddy Professor movie. So I'm like, oh, why did I fall for that? anymore? If he's changed in his tune. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I did, like, and this is too bad. I love Daddy Daycare. Did you? I, because I love Steve Zahn. So okay. I was like, I gotta see this. And I rented it, and I enjoyed it, and I thought it was funny. Yeah. And, you know, Daddy Daycare wasn't bad. So it's like it's like I have this theory of Leonardo DiCaprio where everyone says oh I fucking hate Leonardo DiCaprio mm-hmm. but I love Basketball Diaries and Inception was great and mm-hmm. Romeo and Juliet was wonderful and they just name all the movies that he was in that he yeah. was great mm-hmm. it's like the Oseddy Murphy I'm yeah. sitting here going what the fuck was he doing but I loved Bowfinger and I really like <laughs> and Nanny Professor wasn't bad yeah. or, or even the movies that were bashing we're sitting here yeah. going wow yeah that wasn't actually that bad you yeah. know? I really like that what a thing? cocksucker he should do something else but you know his stuff isn't that bad <laughs> right <laughs> It's, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I think you're right. It feels like a personal affront when when, yeah. when he goes out of his way to do movies for little kids. Whatever. Yeah. But the thing is, I mean, if you go back to our day growing up, movies for little kids were kind of different. They weren't as patronizing no. either. The Goonies, which a lot of people actually hear, they're like, you know what, if you've never seen it before, don't watch it now, because apparently it's shit if you've never seen it before. Which we you watched it the
0: other night. Did you? you? For the first
2: time. She hadn't seen it. You'd never seen it? Yeah. Well, I seen- saw it as a kid, but... Mm-hmm. Like really little, so I didn't remember. So you hadn't remembered it. What did it what was it like watching it again? It was cute. Okay. See, yeah. that's, that's good. At least you didn't hate it. Because I, I do hear that story quite a bit. Like, yeah. People are like, no, it's horrible. <laughs> like, I don't know. I love it still. Yeah. Like, I don't, maybe it's not a great film, but it's a bunch of kids swearing. And do you know what would have made you know? The Goonies better? Hmm. Eddie Murphy. Yep. I think yeah. you're right. Yeah. Eddie Murphy and Leonardo DiCaprio. I think they would have made that film <laughs> much better. I, I mean, mean going to Leo probably would have been very young, probably. We could do that now, before. because I think Leonardo DiCaprio is on the same, uh, you know. Uh, he could play John. Chunk. Wick. He could play Chunk. Yeah, but they're but the, he's going in the like I'm gonna put a lot of makeup, yeah, shit in you know. Yeah. So like it could be Chunk's an entertainment attorney in L.A. I know. Yeah, we should get I mean, him He's doing that. well. Yeah, we should. You know, truffle shuffle <laughs> special. Yeah. That'd be and amazing. And he's, he's in shape. You're like looking at him going, wow. Most the kids who are fat kids like Jerry O'Connell mm-hmm. and stuff like that, they just didn't grow into their bodies yet. Right. They weren't fat. It was all baby fat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and River Phoenix. I don't know. I just wanted to say River Phoenix. Yeah, he, never he was me. a fat fuck. <laughs> fat piece of shit. I know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I said River Phoenix. Just because he's dead and I wanted to be offensive. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I'm a bad person. Well, he did. um, He came up doing. uh, Amy Murphy came up doing stand up in New York, right? It was all New York based stuff because that's where it was at the time. He he really couldn't go anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. And like, I I would love if anybody had any recordings of him as like a fifteen year old hopping up on stage, you know? Because he tells that story about him doing jokes about poop. Oh, in the form of uh, Richard Pryor jokes. Yeah, yeah. Not on this. It just seems easier now. I I hate to say it. Mm -hmm. It seems easier now to get on SNL. Not that I could do it. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that I could get on SNL. Mm -hmm. But it's like... You had to do stand up. You had to establish yourself in clubs. You had to bomb. You had to go through that growing period. Mm -hmm. And he did all that from the ages of 15 to 18 years old before he was on SNL. You know, he bombed. He went to the clubs where he no one was laughing. Kids, now I make four YouTube videos. They get a million hits. We want you on SNL. You know. And yes, some of the videos don't have to succeed, but you don't hear the crickets in the room yeah. like you, like you do on the internet you know yeah. the internet doesn't have crickets yeah it's true <laughs> oh that's so funny to me. <laughs> it's true the internet does not have is crickets it's void of crickets there's probably images sure you, you can probably image search google for crickets crickets but yeah outside of that but no, that. no. Mm-hmm. and there's no two drink minimum it's <laughs> <That's> very true <laughs> google two drink minimum fuck <laughs> all right sweetheart arc you bring me another shot <laughs> I wanna Google this comedy video. But I only had one. <laughs>
1: uh, oh my god! pretty
2: good have a one. I know. I just, I got a problem. I just can't hold my liquor. <laughs> why did I
0: need to drink two of these giant pitchers
2: of beer? <laughs> oh, I get it. Two drinks. Not two. Bitches. That's not how that works, Mike. Sorry. That's, no, that's fine. I didn't know. I thought that's how it worked. No. Nope. I don't know. I'm very confused on how this whole thing works. He also does a Chinese imitation of this. I forgot. He oh, does really? a Chinese voice. Yep. Uh, it's less offensive, I think, than his other... He also does buckwheat, though, and later on he's like, you know, you know if you're expecting to see buckwheat and, and uh, Gumby, you know, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. That's not what I'm going to do. Well, they actually put... Um, Discography, they don't have Ron Delirious because they consider those television specials. Even Interesting. They were on, yeah, so that's why they're not even listed. Uh, SNL for four years, probably some of the worst four years of SNL Sure. From eighty to eighty four. Yeah. However. There were always great sketches, and no matter what season of SNL you watch, I think that you can always go back and say, "Oh, this sketch was amazing." Doesn't mean indicative of the entire no, new season or anything no, like that. Not, not a gr- I mean, who else was on with, with those those years? Was that was this Billy Crystal on the same year? Because those are the years when I was a baby. But I do there, I have background. Yeah, references. and who else? It was. Um, I don't think that was the uh, Anthony Michael Hall oh, and. God. and uh, who else was on it then uh, Sherlock Holmes was on it? Center okay. at that time. Really? Yeah. Was Sherlock well, Holmes, the detective? Well, no, well, the, the actor who plays currently Sherlock Holmes. But who I think currently? Him. What are you talking about? In the films. Oh, Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr., <laughs> Jr. yes, yeah. <laughs> I was really confused. Wait, Robert Downey Jr. was on SNL? Too? Yes, Robert Downey Jr. was on SNL the same year. They had a one year where it was the time that uh Lauren left to oh, do right. to do some other stuff. Yeah. And uh They had Robert Downey Jr. and Anthony Michael Hall and Julie Louis-Dreyfus. Oh, yeah. 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 That that I recall. I mean, like, he had some of the best... I mean, that's why he got... He he did so well, is he had some of the best characters for those years. Even if Gumby was stupid, it was still pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, Then he did... uh, God, what is that? Um shit, he did Velvet Jones, he did James Brown. Oh, God. I, I, when you're thinking of a Mr. Rogers' like, name, Robinson's yes. Neighborhood, was amazing. Yeah. And I grew up, like, I used to, I bought the video of Eddie Murphy's Greatest Sketches, and still to this day, I find it like, going into my vernacular. Like,
1: yeah.
2: whenever I get into a jacuzzi, in my head I say, Are too hot in the hot tub, <laughs> burn your flesh, and like, every time he, he does it, someone knocks go, who is it? <laughs> it's just wonderful. To this day, I can't listen to Betty Davis's eyes without uh-huh. going, "Daddy, babe, dies." I can't do it. Oh, and I know he got resentful of those characters. Sure. He didn't want to do them, and you know. But I think that happens in musicians, comedians, anything. You get something sure. that's overly popular. It's like I've got other stuff, guys. Yeah, you don't. Want you to know, I, that yeah. Either. Especially since at the time he was trying to be edgy, and yeah. this was his G stuff or PG. Yeah, you know, as best that it could be. So. So, and, uh, yeah, I guess that also could be another reason to make your album as vulgar as possible and talk about shit you just wouldn't ever talk about on TV. Yeah. You know, um, I'm trying to find out who was on his cast. Uh, it looks like I, I see Piscopo was, it was, oh, Joe Piscopo. uh, um, so, you know, he's, I, I found some Piscopo albums I think I, I should buy as well. Really? Um, yeah. Were they awful um, or? Um, I haven't listened to them yet. Um, but I'm, I'm going to purchase them Back
0: up and check
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, That shit is in the road I thought that was my call man I was about to go back to mechanics and Get some mad man <laughs> Then you're laying on the ground In Brooklyn they don't call an ambulance It's showtime to the Brooklyn People walk over God damn, man, I think you're going to
1: die.
0: Damn. Both your legs look broke. This hurt? Damn, man, you in bad shape. Them your lips over there? I didn't know what the shits was when I walked over, man. I thought they were snails at first. I seen them shits jumping around. I said, hey, man. And I looked at seeing you with this big grin on your face and I realized they was your lips, man. Your legs are really broke bad, man. This left leg, it looks like it's broken three places. This is your leg is bent up like this here, man. This is how your leg is bent, man. All oh, twisted up like this here. See how my arm is? See how my... No, look at me, man. Look. Okay. Wow. See how my pinky is my pinky's sticking out there? That's what your shin is sticking out like there, man there's a bunch
2: is it Gilbert Gottfried maybe too no not, not there he was not on for that long this is really exciting for everybody at home but um yeah I'm trying to see there's a lot of people on there those years who just nobody has any idea who the fuck they are I, I'll be honest I don't want to be rude to those people he who won, are on SNL he's won three uh, he won three Emmys for his years on SNL are you fucking joking yeah for best performer How old is variety you start comedy at 18? Ensemble. you said 18 yeah he won it yeah. 80 82 83 and 84 holy shit yeah yeah, I mean, I would get a big head too. Not that I'm necessarily saying he does. I mean, come on, let's be honest. Eddie Murphy's got, he's got a big head about him. Like, and I mean, and as well, he should. I, sure. I mean, for being that talented, yeah. he's that talented. I just, I guess, I would like to see that potential realized again. Again, yeah. you know, you know, something, something as good as Beverly Hills Cop. But everyone, but getting back to it, everyone can't make masterpieces. Yeah. Every single film. Speaking of his co-star Matthew Broderick, who hasn't done anything good for a very long time, so I yeah. guess it's also. Easy enough to say. Yeah, um, they went. Yeah, I'm just, I don't even know what I'm speaking. I'm not even speaking English right now. Yeah. <laughs> there's crickets <laughs> on the internet. Is too many beers? I had, oh,
0: yeah, I, I think beers. I think there's a good reason
2: only only he and uh, Piscopo were standouts, and like not, nothing's happened with Piscopo since. Like, yeah, you know. Uh, so I guess maybe it was maybe it was easy to be a standout, but it's also the fact that he was that young. But you know, for now, when you can't tell that he's as old as he is, like then, I don't think you would have necessarily pegged him for an eighteen-year-old with all the skill no, that no. he had. When, in when I when I heard originally years ago, when I had heard that he was only eighteen, I was like, "I'm a fucking loser." <laughs> <laughs> right. Look at that! Yeah, It's like, "Wow, I'm horrible." <laughs> <laughs> do you know if he's tried standout since I, standout? I Not standout. Standout. standout he is a stand-out. No, I, I haven't. I, I, I don't standout. know. I haven't heard any of his stand-up or anything. <coughs> recently. Uh, where would you go if you're him? Do you start over playing clubs, or do you jump right into an HBO special? Do you jump, you know what I mean? He, uh, he, if he was smart, he'd do clubs first, but I mean, that that said, he also was just going to go jump right to doing the Oscars. So, like, that's a big, it's and, not the same thing, but it's still a pretty, that's, there's a lot of pressure there. I mean, yeah. He'd have a lot of material written for him. Yeah. But, at the same time, you know, that's a big jump. But when you're on that side, when you're on that side, you... you, you I think that that would be uh, excusable. Mm-hmm. I think excusable if, if he had a lot of it written for him. Sure, sure. I just—he's uh, he, he, not going to be—he's never going to be the Eddie Murphy he was if he's got a writing team. I don't think you know. No. And uh, yeah, so right now this is uh, Mike and I on our phones. This is the most exciting part of the podcast. Yeah, you can <laughs> delete anything you need to. Yeah, but here's where you might want to say the most offensive things you can think of that you don't want anybody to hear. Oh. I don't want to talk about the Amish again. I got so many letters from that last time. Have, yeah, I bet. They Please, can. Amish, stop writing me letters. <laughs> well, about... they have to be letters, don't they? they? have to, yeah. I know, I got an email and I was like, you must be on Rumspring or something because <laughs> <laughs> you do not have access. This is sent from my iPhone. And I'm like, you fucking lying bitch. Why are you upset with me, you stupid Amish... <laughs> cock, because you're the one listening to the podcast. <laughs> That's a good point. The fuck yeah, right? Listening? The hypocrisy? Yes, to oh, to the you know, I didn't, yeah. I didn't tell you I did cut a few of these two, two phonographs. Yeah, oh. Yeah, I sent them to phone. Oh, and you sent them to phone. Yeah. Oh. I'm sorry. They don't have, do they run their phonographs off electricity? No. Yeah. Phonographs are wind-ups, so
1: usually oh, they're Oh, okay. they yeah.
0: yeah.
2: That's a lot of work yeah, for a podcast. That's a lot of work. you yeah. yeah, I want to fuck this guy up. I want to do all this work so he gets... I did, to be fair, have an Amish uh, client at one of my jobs that I've worked to. Really? And he faxed me some stuff by, by hooking a, a 12-volt battery up to a fax machine. He did that. That's awesome. Can't run. Out I love of the how car. they get around. Yeah, because they tricked God. They did trick they God, tricked God. You're God.
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like
2: there's certain religions where you can't eat certain food or certain things. So they they tie a string that's been blessed around a specific area, mm-hmm. and within that area, they can do whatever they want. That's true. <laughs> so they I go think, in there. I think you're right. Yeah, and 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 I think it's. Oh, I don't want to say it's Luxembourg, but there's a European country that is, they banned divorce Mm -hmm. because of religion, Uh but they've made marriage licenses seven years. Yeah. So So that... Mexico? In Mexico? Mexico, Mexico City is thinking about doing this also. Oh, okay. So you don't ever get divorced because it's illegal within the Catholic Church to get divorced to uh-huh, sin. Right. So this way, marriage licenses expire uh-huh. every seven years and you're no longer married. All right. You can renew the license. But it's another way of tricking God. They're so smart. Yeah, These that's brilliant. That's, I didn't think about that. I, I wouldn't have either. Yeah. I, I'm looking here and it, and it says that even, even Richard Pryor at some point was... Uh, thought that eddie murphy was insensitive so really? when you're, yeah when you're here wow. and not just your hero but richard pryor is saying that you're insensitive yeah. i mean there, you can hear in this it's just like there's 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 a flavor of angry young man that's just that is not tempered with the skill of uh, uh you know uh, a comedian you know yeah well it's his first one and he was raw well wow, wow. Raw, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> of his albums, yeah, uh, in which he was actually more polished on yeah. that one. This one should be called Eddie Moore, Murphy Raw, and that yeah. should be called should be Eddie Murphy. Yeah, he can go back and do that if he wants. I think he should go Is back, Mhm. just just re-release them all and don't confuse it. I have no problem with that. No, no. problem. Not a problem. Do you? That. No, I don't. Wow, that's I, good. I, then. I, I don't at all. Um, but uh, I mean. Well, uh, I guess I guess if you, if you were because uh, I guess you became good friends with uh, Richard Pryor. I mean that's another thing too. Like you're you're this great comedian at a young age, and you get to become friends with your heroes. Yeah, you know, like I don't. Know, it'd be like me becoming friends with uh, Gene Wilder. You know? Yeah, but where do you go from there? Yeah, right. it's like, and then where do you go? Mm-hmm. And it's like you've reached this pinnacle at this age. Mm-hmm. how do you wh- where do you reach up to mm-hmm. you know it's get you all know, philosophical a dynamic quality and static quality of life you know he's got so high that and that's why a lot of comedians I think resort to drugs they need something else to make them Feel something other than I'm already awesome. Yeah. So they get that one extra step, one extra step because they can't go anywhere. So so far we've said we've said that Eddie Murphy is likely a closeted homosexual. No, likely Oh no, yeah, okay, both of those. Oh. No, <laughs> not say either of those things. We do not believe. I think Mike said those things. I do not believe either of those things. I would never say that. But no, Mike said it. But, uh, okay, for, for you then, like, when, uh, what, what was it like listening to Eddie Murphy in general for you for the first time? I know we talked about when you listened to it, but, like... It was just, I think, a shock yeah. value, you know? It was mm-hmm. just wonderful for a young child to listen to him and be shocked by the racial humor mm-hmm. and the, the vulgar language mm-hmm. that came out. And he wasn't the first that I had listened to, um, around that time, but... It, you know, he made a difference because he was also accessible in more ways. Yeah. You know, there was a lot of standups I listened to, Kinnison, sure. and Kinnison was amazing and also had that vulgar, uh, homophobic <laughs> sense in a lot of ways. Which, um, but but he wasn't on Saturday Night Live. Right. He wasn't in films. so yeah. you, you had so many different varieties. You couldn't turn around without seeing Eddie Murphy in the eighties. You couldn't. Yeah. So no matter what, I mean, something I like Eddie Murphy still had an image to be concerned with, no yeah. matter what he said. At the mm-hmm. time, I was okay for him to make a lot of these jokes, you know? and It was. It was. And no one, no one, yeah. We look back on it now and it's like revisionist glasses, but... At but, the time... Yeah. Yeah. He's a funny guy. Yes, he is. Hey, was. Eddie Murphy, if you want to come on the podcast <laughs> to discuss <laughs> some of this stuff. Yeah, you think that's going to happen now? No, he'd probably punch me in the face and I'd get my ass kicked. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I love
2: him. I think he's great. I don't want to... Bash him mean, if he listens no. to the whole thing from the beginning. He'll know. He'll understand that we don't mean some of the offensive things we say, and then he might enjoy our little riffs against the Amish, which I think are going to come up in every episode now. Yeah, right? I mean that's has now become the Amish bashing hour. Unfortunately, that's <laughs> if our there are Amish people out there listening for sure. If you are, as Mike said, on Room Springer, I think you should come on the show. Oh, I would love what it. To listen to what their favorite, favorite Amish comedians are, <laughs> because. That's a thing. Um, all right. Well, Josephio in the barn, he was wonderful. He used to make us all laugh with his fart sounds coming from his mouth. He was wonderful. <laughs> I loved him because no one, Josephio, was pushing the envelope with fart sounds. The fart sounds that the other comedians were making were just, they just didn't have the wetness. <laughs> of the jokes, so, so that's all the the, the Amish comedy is. His fart sound is fart sounds that's, that's, that's the edgy. That's the edgy comedy. Yeah. yeah. They- Some of them I say flatulence. Just well, yeah, those course. are the of course the ones that are more for intend for the children, right? You know. Of course, yeah. Well, I think that's a note to end this on, um, Mike. <laughs> your final your final thoughts about uh, Eddie Murphy? Uh, all in all, he's amazing yeah and this is just a weird start yeah, yeah but it's good to be able to listen to because again we're like oh we're so like oh, i'm such a loser he was on snl at 18 yeah he's great on snl at 18 with the right material but he was not a great stand-up at 21 you mm-hmm. know he obviously had the promise at 18 to do and him. people saw it and they were sure. smart to see it and yeah you know but like this this is not his great effort and there's a reason it only went to a certain level and there's a reason people don't talk about this to this mm-hmm. day. Because, you know, it's just got a couple bits. It's got some characters he'd bring back. like Yeah, yeah. This fancy gay man. And uh, probably the Asian guy. I'm sure he's done Asian people in movies because he's always in makeup. Yeah. Playing different characters, which is somehow not offensive when he does it. I don't know why. But, uh, yeah. Eddie Murphy, if you're listening, come on the show. Um, yeah, so thanks for joining us this week and have a very good thing. Bye. Comedy on Vinyl is recorded at Fort Awesome Studios in beautiful downtown Burbank, California. Our producer is Mike Warden, our host is Jason Klom, and he's also the editor. Comedy on Vinyl is a Stolen Dress entertainment production. You can check out all of our other podcasts, books, videos, other audio stuff, probably some writing, at StolenDress.com. And uh, please check out Comedy on Vinyl at Facebook.com slash Comedy on Vinyl, Twitter.com slash Comedy on Vinyl. And please, subscribe to us on iTunes, rate us highly, and spread the word. Thank you so much for listening to Comedy on Vinyl this week, and have a very good thing.
1: Well, step aside, my friend. I've been doing it for years. I say sit on down, open your eyes, and open up your ears. Say put a tree in your butt. Put a, a bubble bee in your butt. Put a colock in your butt. Put a bee Sneeze in your butt. I say, put a tin can in your butt. or put a little tiny man in your butt. I say, put a light in your butt. I say, mission right in your butt. I say, put a TV in your butt. I say, or put me in your butt. You're a
0: No trees and nobody's butt, no bees and nobody's butt, but nothing. you must be out your mind man, do y'all get paid for doing this cause it, y'all got to get some kind of money cause it don't sound like the kind of, I'd rather golf to be perfectly honest than put something in somebody's butt, be truthful. I'll well, step aside
1: my friend and let me show you how you do it, when Big Bad E just rock rock through it. Put a case in your butt and say put a metal case in your butt and say put a face in your butt and say put a frown in your butt and say put a clown in your butt and say, a butt and say sit on down. But I say, put a bone in your butt, I say, put a moat in your butt, put a make in your butt, put everything in your butt, just stop to sing about your butt, feels real good, but when you sing about your butt.